Welcome to Mornings with Martin, and today we're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 3. And it's in this text we hear some of the greatest words of wisdom that Proverbs has to offer. And you'll recognize it right away. Starting at verse 5, it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. And those are fantastic words of wisdom for us. It's a great reminder that we're not going to understand all the things. There are going to be uh, situations in our life that are confusing, that, um, that make us stressed or worried, and yet our call is not to, to understand everything. Our task and our calling is to trust in the one who does. Our call is to trust the Lord, to lean on him, to run to him in times of stress, in times of, of concern, in times of worry, we run to him and we say, okay, God, you're the one who's in control here. Help me trust in you. And then we even hear this great promise, I, he will make your paths straight. Now, quickly, it's important for us to know that within the book of Proverbs, uh, most of the time it's spoken in terms of very kind of idealistic concept. So uh, if you do this, this will likely be the outcome. The natural order of things is this leads to this. So when you don't lean on your own understanding and instead you trust in the Lord and you lean on him, uh, the result of that is that your path is generally straighter than it would be if you were trying to do it on your, on your own. Uh, same thing goes with like the Ten Commandments, right? Uh, uh, the, one of the clearest ones is uh, the fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother. And I, I, I tell confirmation students this, I've tried to convince my kids of this, and it hasn't worked yet, but when you listen to your parents, there's the task, there's a general natural outcome, and that is that things will go well for you and you will live long in the land that the Lord your God has given to you, right? Um, when you do what you are told in the house, uh, you clean a room, okay, if you're doing that, it will go well for you. If you do not do the things that your parents have told you, it will likely not go as well. Very simple. Uh, and this same premise that goes here. Now, does that guarantee that if you clean your room, life is going to be super awesome and barely an inconvenience? No, that's not the promise that's given. It's not a guarantee. Instead, it's a, this is likely to give that, produce that. And same thing here. So as we read through these verses, it's important for us to, to have that mentality. This is not a guarantee. Instead, this is the general way that, in which the Lord has given the world to operate. So we love verses 5 and 6. But the verses right after it are also very good or very appropriate for us. Very filled with wisdom. So let's take a look at those. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, they tell us this. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Now, nothing wrong with that, right? We love that statement too. And yet, I have never seen a throw pillow that has those verses on it. And I, I'm trying to figure out why. And I think I've, I've decided, well, first of all, it's a hard thing to say that I'm not wise in my own eyes. I mean, as people, 
we typically consider ourselves to be somewhat wise. The older you get, wiser you become. And yet here, the Lord's saying, no, you need to not see yourself as wise. You need to see yourself as foolish, as needy, as poor, as someone who needs to be led by the hand. That's who we are in relation to our God. Not wise in our own eyes, but someone who is totally needy before him. And when we do that, right, when we do that, when we just listen and say, okay, God, you told me to do this, and so I'm going to fear the Lord and shun evil, then this great blessing is likely to occur. My body will be healthy and things will go well for me, for my bones, okay? Uh, and I think the problem with that, one, is we actually don't love the idea of not being wise. Two, we don't really love the idea of shunning evil. Uh, the sinner in us actually revels in evil and in sin. And so this is a little bit of a harder command for us. And the third one is we look at the promise and we say, well, okay, so my, my body, that's, that's nice and all, but that's not so super duper important. And yet it absolutely is. God made us body and soul. And so we are called to value our bodies. And this is the way that in which we can do that. And yet no throw pillows. But the verses keep on going. Verses 9 and 10, they also provide a word of wisdom and instruction and a great uh, natural uh, result of that. Here's what it says. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops. And your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. And again, the same thing occurs. That's a much harder task for us to take these blessings of God, these things which he has given to us so that we can feed our families, so that we can uh, enjoy this life that he's given to us, and to immediately turn it back over to him and say, God, whatever you're going to do with this is going to be better than whatever I can imagine. And so, here. And that's a hard level of trust. That's why Luther calls uh, mammon, which is more or less money, uh, he calls it the, the chief evil, right? He calls it the, the chief idol uh, because it's the, the one that, that tempts us the great, uh, to a great extent. Above pleasure or fame, money, mammon is what he calls it. Uh, that's the one that he rails against the most in the large catechism. <clears throat> Again, no throw pillows for verses uh, 10, uh, for 9 and 10. Oh, well. But then it keeps on going, uh, verses 11 and 12, and this will be our last one, but you get the idea. <clears throat> Verse 11, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son, he, dis he delights in. And that one, we certainly don't want to have on a throw pillow because, well, I no one loves discipline and no one... Um, cherishes it and sees it like, man, I'm super glad that this hardship came my way, that this, that the Lord has rebuked me. Um, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, throughout scripture, I don't think, I, I, I don't think there's anyone who's really like, man, super glad that God came down and rebuked me. Um, 
unless that word of rebuking was immediately followed up with a, a word of, of gospel, grace, forgiveness, redemption, deliverance, so forth. And yet that's exactly what we're called to do, to not despise this hardship, discipline that comes our way, not to despise the things that our God wants to teach us, even if it's a hard lesson uh, and it comes in, this, in the, the, the form of a rebuke. And we're not supposed to despise it because it's a sign of his love. Whoa. It's a sign that God loves us when he teaches us something, when he calls us to, uh, to step up in faith to not lean on our own understanding, to not see ourselves as wise in his eyes, in our eyes, to not uh, put our trust or our hope in material things, but instead give to him first. All of these ways, we're not, we're not uh, called to do these things out of just obedience, but because he loves us, because he's teaching us what it looks like to trust in him. Because he is the father and we are the children in whom he delights in. And that's a great gift from God. So as we look at uh, Proverbs chapter 3, keep on uh, loving those throw pillows that say, uh, lean not on your own, own understanding. But maybe we could put one or two out there that, that have all, all of God's words of wisdom to us. Because the more we read, the more we learn that our God is a wise, loving, and just God. So, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have loved us enough not to leave us where we're at, but to call us to something more. Thank you, Lord, for loving us enough, for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to pay for our sin, to forgive us our sin, to free us for a life lived uh, in you. So, Father, point us again and again to your word, where we hear words of wisdom and words of love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'll see you next time.